0: Hello, and welcome back to the Slick Pivot Sessions. I'm Liz Ward, the UK's first pivot coach and founder of Slick Pivots. This is the podcast where we dig, delve, and deconstruct the journeys of people who have pivoted their careers. I know it can feel rough when you're at a pivot point, so we'll be stripping back the sugar coating and uncovering the pitfalls and progress of our guests, unearthing some practical advice for those of you wanting to make a change. Join me as we crack the formula for making a successful pivot in your life or work. My hope is that by sharing these stories, it sparks inspiration on how to design your work life for more happiness and growth. Because I believe that life is too short to do work that doesn't make you happy. I'm joined today by Yasmin Say, owner of Say Fitness Personal Training. Yasmin is a Level 3 personal trainer with specialisms in mat pilates, mobility and functional training. Before becoming a personal trainer, she spent 10 years working in design, brand and marketing, including roles at the London 2012 Olympics and as a lecturer for the University of Southern California. I chat to Yasmin about how she made the pivot from the world of design to a more sporty situation and what prompted that pivot. Yasmin is super inspiring, and this podcast is full of gems for you, like listening to mentors, getting buy-in from friends and family, and working out those superpowers you might not know you have. I met Yasmin in 2012 when we were both working on the London 2012 Olympics. It was great to catch up with her, hear her pivot story, since those days when we both had nine to five jobs. I really enjoyed recording this Slick Pivot session, and I hope you enjoy it too. And if you do like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review and a star rating. Subscribers, written reviews and star ratings really help us grow this podcast, reach more people and bring you fantastic guests. Okay, here goes. Welcome to Slick Pivot Sessions. It's so brilliant to have you on today. I'm really looking forward to hearing your pivot
1: story. Thank you, Liz. It's lovely to chat to you. And I love the fact how... Our worlds have collided again um, since working at the games. So yeah, it's a pleasure to be on the first series of your podcast. When I wrote my
0: list of podcast um, guests, which I actually wrote a while ago, you were on there. We were in the same place in 2012. We both worked together on the London 2012 Olympics. You were there in in the branding team, and I was in the marketing team, and we were working together. And then. Um, over the years, we've, we've both kind of created our new careers and become into new kind of orbits. Could you start by giving us a bit of a top line overview of your career? So I know you started
1: as a graphic designer. Yeah, starting point was, yes, graduating from Kingston University uh, back in 2005. So uh, uh, I graduated in, in graphic design um, with a view to basically become a a graphic designer and um, I spent the next sort of three, three, four years working in the public sector and the private sector as a a graphic designer. And in between those years, I found that I really discovered my love for branding. And so I decided to study a marketing diploma, uh, basically to up my skill set so that I could find a job in branding. And uh, in in sort of 2008, so the recession, I found myself uh, redundant, uh, which was quite a scary time, actually, I think, in anyone's career because you're never quite sure what the next step is. Um, So I was freelancing uh, for a bit, um, which was good because it helped pay the bills whilst I sort of discovered my next step. And it was a friend of mine that actually found the the job um, the job ads for London twenty twelve to work in the branding team, and I thought, well, <laughs> what a wonderful opportunity to to give this a shot. Mm. And yes, and I and I landed a job working in the brand team, um, which was, I mean, as as you can attest to, it's it was an incredible four years. Uh, I was working there. You were and one of the very early employees, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of the sort of veterans. I mean, it was it was weird to see how, you know, a small, I mean, particularly our team, Liz, I mean, was, you know, the brand and marketing team was no more than 10 people when I started there. And then by the time we both had left, it had grown to, I can't remember even. I, there the was last...
0: there was over a hundred people, I think. I mean, definitely. it's incredible
1: incredible. So and that was the same for most of the teams at at, at Locog. So um but what an incredible opportunity, a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know how many times do you get to say that in your life? So I remember um, I remember that being written
0: on the wall and when I was having a bad day, <laughs> I would look at it and go,
1: this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. It is. It absolutely is and and you remind yourself, you know, daily that, you know, our generation won't see And other games in in the city of London so it was it was wonderful and and it brought me so many opportunities I met so many different people you know you broaden your network in the time that you're working at somewhere as big as the as the games you know um and you know at the same time that job has to come to an end and of course you're made well, officially redundant, right? At the, at the at the end of the game. So, you know, whilst everyone's figuring out their next step, um, I was uh, again. It's this is a story in itself. But to cut a long story short, um, I had made connections with a, a university, a private university in California. Um, who uh, so during my times and during my time in the games, and they offered me. Another, another job of a lifetime, basically, um, and they invited me to come and be a visiting professor, visiting lecturer at their university. Uh, this was in 2013 um, uh, to work and basically teach graphic design and branding to their students for for a year. Amazing, uh, and and so everyone was going
0: off trying to find yeah. their next kind of long term gig, and you were going to America to become a lecturer
1: it's a, it's it was so surreal because i remember the day that i got that email in my inbox and my husband and i had been had entertained the idea for a very long time actually of trying to go and work and live in, in the states but for whatever reason it's it's not that simple and and i felt like i don't know just it was fate it was like it was meant to be but i was still i couldn't get over reading that email going and I, I turned to my husband at the time and I, I just said, you know, Ryan, we've got we've got our tickets to America. Mm-hmm. We're going to America. Um, and <laughs> but at the same time, I also couldn't come to terms with the fact that I was going to do a job that I had never done In my entire life. (laughs) Yeah. I'd love to come back to that and really
0: dive into that because I think that whole like new experience of going into the complete unknown is something that you learnt there. But then you know, let's just continue the journey to now. So you went to to America, you did the lecturing Mm -hmm. and you came back and then you went back to
1: branding for a while. Well, this was the big kind of, I guess, you know, the big bump back to reality because, and it really did feel like that. I didn't expect it to feel like that, but it did. Um, We returned in in sort of uh, end of January of 2014 and I thought, right, well, you know, back to reality, back to London, you know, my home, um, I've got this, okay, quite unconventional CV, you know, Um, it's not a straight laced and sort of, you know, working from one agency to another, but it's a pretty impressive CV. And I thought, I'm going to go back into branding. Mm -hmm. I'm going to either work, I wanted to work agency side, but I was also kind of offered up some opportunities more client side. And I utilized my my quite sort of flourishing LinkedIn profile. Basically, you know, I've always said this in my life, like never burn your bridges. Your network is so important um, throughout your life, wherever your career takes you. And I tapped into that network and, you know, I worked hard to try and find, you know, the job The next step essentially. I was um, buying coffees for (laughs) everyone I knew uh, who Mm. was high up in any agency, Um, but just nothing, nothing seemed to uh, work out. Uh, I couldn't find a permanent job. Um, I don't know whether it was just the market the way it was, Um, the industry wasn't doing so well that year for whatever reason. um, I was getting interviews, um, but not for the roles that really kind of sparked my interest. There was nothing really grabbing me. So I did, um, I did freelance uh, for some agencies. um, But ultimately, there was never a permanent role at the end of it. And here was me, you know, I've always sought comfort from a full time role working for a company working for an agency. Um, I never, ever, ever, at this point, or even assumed I would ever think I would want to work for myself um or or go freelance or self-employed it just wasn't it
0: just wasn't in your kind of thinking it sounds like what you were looking for that permanent role being an employee having the job the security the title the routine I suppose
1: totally the uh, everything the comfort of of knowing that you have a paycheck at the end of every month. Um, I also really enjoyed working as part of a team. I love the team culture. I loved having structure. Um, I'm, a, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a typical Taipei personality, but I just, I always liked having just something set in stone. I didn't have to worry about finding the work or anything like that. So, I mean, I had a taste of obviously during the, um, the recession, I had a taste of freelance life, and I was like, "Oh, this further confirms that this is not for me." I mean, it's fine as a means to an end, but it's definitely not for me in the long term. Mm. So, so towards the end of that year, I was still waiting on some interviews, the results of some interviews, but um, again, nothing was was coming up, and I thought, "Gosh, you know what? I could be waiting forever at this point, and I just, I just can't." You know, something's something's got to give. And what is it? And at that point, I felt like the universe was sending me a message. I mean, people will call it their kind of epiphany moment, Um, whatever you want to call it. I just thought, hmm, maybe this is time for a change, Yasmin. And um, that was when I decided to make my decision to change careers.
0: Yeah and 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 did you see it was there literally an aha moment can you remember the time when you were like you know what i'm going to i'm going to shift
1: the funny thing is it wasn't just it wasn't one of those aha moments for me i had always entertained the idea of becoming a personal trainer um and you know, I've always been passionate about fitness. I've always been that gym bunny. I just, you know, I, I don't know. I just never thought of it as a viable career. I just I just thought, oh, it'd be it would be great, you know, just maybe as a side job or something like that, even though I didn't even think that was possible to have it as a side job. But either way, I um, I always entertained the idea, but I could think of every reason not to do it I mean it's one of those typical sort of you know self-sabotage moments where you think yep um it's my you know I'm too old to change careers I'm you know uh the I have to drop salary I have to start from scratch I have to do my qualifications there's so many young people doing it you know what who's going to want an old PT like me and uh when I started thinking like this I was basically talking myself out of it you know even though I had you know spoken to my husband I'd spoken to my friends about it and even even my parents and um and they said well why don't you do a bit of research into it and everything and I said yeah but I just don't you know what is what's the point you know I'm over the age of 30 now I I can't change careers at this late stage and I feel like I will have wasted my entire education but it was actually the person who is very responsible for where I am right now is my old personal trainer James um. Who, um, who I uh, when I was living in uh, in Kingston uh, when I was working at the games and um, I thought you know what I'm gonna have to call him up and and have a chat with him and just ask his advice and ev- all the whole I gave him the whole list he's like yes when you know why why don't you want to go ahead with this and I reeled off my long list of all the reasons not to do it. And he said, let me stop you there. He said, why do you think you're too old to change careers? He said, you do realize I did the same. He changed careers to become a PT at 30. And I was like, well, who wants to listen to an old PT? You know, there's so many young ones. It's a saturated industry and all this. And he said, I'll stop you there. The fact that you are how old you are is one of the biggest USPs of a of a of a personal trainer, and I mm. said, "How's that?" He said, "You have life experience," and I said, "Oh my gosh!" He said, "Do you not realise that you will understand, you know, um, where all your clients are at—the fact that they're juggling." work life balances, they're stressed out individuals. Um, Most of them are desk workers, you know, they're also trying to juggle a family life as well, a social life and trying to keep fit and healthy at the same time. And, uh, and they said they, you know, he said, you will be able to uh, relate to them, they will be able to relate to you, and you will be able to, to help them, um, oh, what a I, gift that conversation I know. was I know it was it was absolutely that was the, the I guess the pivotal moment yeah when I realized I was meant to do it
0: yeah you were meant to do it and you had your long list of uh, you know excuses reasons yep. rationale the the kind of you know logical part of our brain that just tries to you know give give you really really good reasons to keep you safe I suppose not put yourself out of your comfort zone and he he kind of shone a light and went you know what there is actually another way and what if what if all this experience and all these talents that you've got uh, actually build towards the next move
1: Um, completely oh great what's his name his name's James Chandler. James okay good
0: on James <laughs> and so and so now so to the present day where are you now then so you you
1: are a personal trainer what are you doing? Yep so uh yeah it's been it will be gosh uh in March it will be five years um so even though at the time I thought you know <laughs> I'll just see how this goes and if all else fails I could always go back to, to branding and marketing but um yeah you know look five years on and still no regrets which is I guess a good thing um but uh I am now yeah I run my own business safe fitness personal training um I'm based in Chiswick in West London and um and yes it's been a it's been a I can't even really say it's been a roller coaster ride it's just gone quite smoothly um I kind of, you know, and I almost feel guilty sometimes saying this, but I've pretty much managed to land on my feet, you know, and I think it's so scary when you change career and, and you just don't know year to year how it's going to go. But um, I think with my whole marketing brain switched on and, you know, obviously all my skills that I did not, I certainly didn't throw away, you know, just because I was changing careers, they've helped me enormously because Yes, okay. I'm I'm now in a position I never thought I would be in, as in changing careers and being self-employed. Um, so it's completely out of my comfort zone um, from what I'm used to in in the past. But uh, that I'm I've been able to succeed, you know, and I haven't had any major slip-ups. Of course, you know, I've, there are things that um, I've had to uh, sort of work out along the way, but. Um, and there've been challenges and so on, um, financially, um, and otherwise, but I don't know, I feel like I'm in a good place where the business is and the, the beauty of this industry and what I love about it most of all is that you're an eternal student. Mm, Um, You are yeah and it's and that's what I love because I love learning new things um I love meeting people I mean the whole reason I got into being a personal trainer is to help people um but uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a total social animal so uh, for me I I absolutely love connecting with new people which is very much this job um but also that I get to learn more and more, and I get to develop my skill set, which is wonderful. So, oh, it, it it
0: it's it's great to hear and, and to and to recollect, you know, from those days in 2012, where yep. you know pre games time, it was it was quite crazy, and um getting that event off the ground and you know and interestingly it was in sport so it kind of makes sense for you Mm um but you talked about being a student and that reminded me I want to go back to what you're talking about in terms of the lecturing in Mm. um that point in time you know you decided to to leave the UK after the games and go and do you know something that was outside of your comfort zone and, and and be a lecturer so can you tell us about that and and, and your on your kind of learnings and challenges going into that experience and i suppose coming out of it as well yeah sure
1: um so t- t- going to lecture at uh, at the university at chapman university in california was um probably one of the scariest points in my career because once i had got over the overwhelm of uh, what overwhelming joy that I had got this incredible opportunity in this job um it dawned on me I was like uh but I don't know how to teach (laughs) (laughs) this is a dream oh oh, oh, I'm totally (laughs) exposed now what am I gonna do (laughs) I absolutely proper imposter syndrome I mean that that is the a classic example of that really because it really dawned on me I was like why on earth is this guy, you know, hiring me to do a job that I genuinely d- don't know how to do? I've never taught in my life. I don't have a teaching qualification. I didn't even know if you needed a teaching qualification, um, let alone, uh, you know, visas and all of that suddenly dawned on me that I was like, Oh my God, am I way out of my depth here? Um, and uh and I really started to panic I mean in all honesty I had a I had proper panic attacks Uh, uh, what did that panic look like you you have panic attacks like oh my god how did that play out for you it's it was um oh just anxiety like (laughs) I was uh I was like calling up my to be boss and I was saying, I just, I just don't think I can do it. I genuinely, and I know that's probably going to be quite a surprising thing to say for a lot of um, my friends and family who will be listening to this, <laughs> because they saw it as, you know, of, oh, amazing, Yasmin. You know, absolutely, go, go ahead, and you know, this is absolutely incredible opportunity. And of course, it was. I completely understand how this was. You know, this is not just handed on, handed to anyone. This, this, uh, this amazing job. But for me, it was moving country, everything out of my comfort zone into a new job that I just had no idea how to do, had no experience in. Um, and also the responsibility of teaching uni- high-level university students. You know, I felt like their education was now in my hands. And, uh, and so I think I, I mean, in my typical way, Um, I had already gone there, um, a couple of months before we were due to, to move over there and just to settle things like just, you know, everything from accommodation to, um, you know, understanding the, 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 um, the whole uh, setup at the university and meeting my colleagues and so on. Um, and I just worked so, I worked super hard from like October october sort of 2012 through to december 2012 uh, because i had to create a whole new branding module wow uh, at, at university level which again i didn't have a clue so,
0: what to so you literally like because I, I know i remember the games finished in september so mm. you then went into preparation mode getting your readying yourself yeah for the u.s and writing <laughs> writing the module like yeah writing write, a
1: rule book uh understanding uh how to teach the other modules i had to teach throughout the year um at the same time obviously moving your life over there you're just you know having to pack all your stuff ship off ship off all your stuff over to california um and uh and i think You know what, when I had that conversation with my boss um, over the phone, and he just, I was so panicky over the phone, he must have thought, oh my god, you know, why on earth are we hiring this girl? You know, she's, she's not ready for this. And instead... He just said, look, there's a reason we hired you, Yasmin, is because your expertise um, in branding at the, at the Games, um, which is how we got to know you in the first place. And also, you know, your graphic design, you know, level of expertise. You know, you are a professional in the fields. There's no reason for us not to hire you. And we also, this is the first time, uh, this was actually properly scary. scary. Um, he said, this is the first time we've ever actually hired a visiting professor from from anywhere outside the US. And I was like, okay, no pressure then. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, um,
0: so yes, uh, as, what, as that's. I think that's a really interesting thing that you mentioned there is that, you know, and, and I know quite a lot of people freak out when they get the job, you know, we all work yeah. towards getting the job or getting the contract or getting that, uh, you know, thing that you want. And then you go, oh, imposter syndrome, I want to back out now. I want yep. to go home and sit on the sofa instead. That yep. would feel better, thank you. Yep. Let's stick with what we know. Let's stick with what people know me for and stay safe. Um, And one of the things that we forget is that they the person hired you or booked you because they thought you were good. And um, what a great guy to just
1: reassure you of that. Um, Absolutely. And it was reassuring because it was it was what I wanted to what I needed to hear, actually. And uh, and just help me settle into just you know what and I kept telling myself reminding myself Yasmin everything is going to work out okay it's it usually does like I said you know earlier um I seem to have landed on my feet um which is wonderful um and no major slip-ups to date but um still it's uh it was just so much better when we actually you know settled in California I had a couple of weeks before the job started and um of course, it was nerve wracking going into the lecture hall and present, you know, presenting yourself, because at that point, I mean, you could present yourself to a group of students who don't really know you, um, you could be anyone you want to be. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, and that was quite an interesting prospect. I thought, oh, I could walk into there and and sort of, you know, again, I could be a fraud, right? I mean, I, or I already thought that I was, you know, with this whole imposter syndrome hanging over me. But um. But I went in there and I was myself and, um, and I tell you what, it was, it was a life-changing year on so many levels and played a huge part alongside London 2012, a huge, huge part in uh, my choice of, uh, to, to, to go ahead with the career change. Yeah, wow. And so what would you say
0: like your big learnings were from the, you know, California experience?
1: I think to believe in yourself uh 100% um it goes a long long way and um and i think just reminding myself i think i re- repeated that phrase every single day um up until we left to go to california i said everything is going to be okay everything is going to work out everything is going to work out and it absolutely did as as soon as you just kind of relax and sort of go with the flow, which is not typical of, of my personality in all honesty. Um I'm not I always like lo- I'm a bit of a control freak. I like to be in control of my own destiny and what's going to happen and I like to plan and sometimes over plan. And this was a situation when I could where I couldn't do any of that. And um and it worked out totally fine. And um I just you know trusted in my boss in you know choosing me giving me the job and trusted in my own skills and um and I just yeah I I just worked hard and uh and it was just an incredible experience oh, and one yeah. I will never forget
0: and I bet by the last lecture that you did you were just you know rolling you know it's bouncing around and it was coming really naturally by the end of the year
1: that's the funny thing is that um <laughs> when you do with any job or any skill or any any anything you do in life, it's uh yeah practice makes perfect and um and yes, it be- just became like a second a second home. I felt so comfortable with the students, um, a lot of them since that job have become friends of mine. um it's wonderful to see you know where they've all ended up, and you just think, gosh if if I just played a tiny little part in the development of their education and where they've now ended up in their careers i am so proud of all of them and um and it's just such an it's just such an honor to have had that opportunity oh you were gifted
0: it and it and it and it, it shaped the next move didn't it mm-hmm. really so 100%. then you came back to london and you said you know you said it was hard going back to freelance you said you were on the you know the coffee thing buying everyone a coffee lighting all the fires you possibly could it sounds like you were doing all the things that they say in the books to do to go and find the job
1: absolutely How, how was it when it wasn't working like how did that feel Again, I, I kept thinking, am I doing something wrong here? Like this is as uh, the hilarious thing was, it was all the, I was taking on the advice that I had given to my students before I left California. So I was like, guys, you know, make sure, you know, your LinkedIn profile is up to scratch, make sure you're networking, even though you've got a couple of years left of uni, you know, this is the time to build those connections I was doing all of that myself. And so I was thinking, hang on a minute, why isn't this working for me? Um, and you know what? It, it did bother me, especially as it was getting towards the end of the year. And I was like, wow, okay, I've only been picking up like the odd freelance jobs, you know, but nothing is sticking. And how long can I, you know, financially, and how long can I feasibly wait until I have to make a a bigger decision, you know, and whether that's changing careers or I don't know, re-qualifying as something else. Um, I think that was, that was the tough when it, when it, when it keeps, when nothing's changing and you're not really seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, you're like, wow, okay, something's got to give here. something have got
0: to start tweaking, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you had one approach and you had one vision Um and then you're gathering gather that feedback. And if nothing was happening, you know, it does take a while though often to get to that point of experimenting. You know, mm-hmm. one coffee could lead to another. And it sounds like you got to the point where you're like, you know what? What, what could be a new path? And then, you know, you had that amazing conversation with James. Love James. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and sometimes these people come into our worlds that, you know, are not our friends and family that can mm-hmm. gift you with a little bit of insight, and that's all we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so what happened next then? So James gave you inspiration. Yep, and, and I. So
1: how'd you how'd you build a personal training business so after that conversation um I still was believe it or not I was still unsure I think I believed in myself that I could do it um that wasn't the problem Requalifying, and I had done my research on that side but I needed to I am one that um seeks approval from others as well a lot of the time so i I decided to write a business proposal to, to almost to, to present to my parents and to my husband, um, to, to just show that I wasn't going crazy, basically going for this career change. I thought, am I mad or is this a sensible next step? I wrote a whole business outlining the, outlining the sort of, um, advantages, the pros and the cons essentially. Um, and it was, getting the backing of my parents and my husband and a few of my friends. And I thought, right, let's do it. And so after um, Christmas of that year, so 2015, I started studying um, to become a personal trainer and, uh, and, you know, financially, um, and I know, um, uh, we were going to chat about the finances because that is sometimes the reason, uh, you know, a lot of people, um, d- don't go for those career Yeah.
0: Cause, cause money can be such, it. A, yeah, it can be such a daunting barrier. It interesting. is. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the reality, you're probably going to have to take some kind of pay cut, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so, how did you deal with that? so I would say that was certainly and it still is uh it's one of the biggest challenges I faced uh, and still face so um at the time obviously I I managed to get a bit it helped that my husband and I were living um back at my parents um place because obviously after we moved back from California it made sense to stay in London and my parents uh, were living in London at the time so um so that helped a tremendous like amount um the other side was that I needed help to pay for the uh, the course, the PT course. Mm. Um, so I got a little bit of help, um, uh, not only from my own savings, but also from my husband's and my parents. And then, um, and then it also helped that I was, it was actually the right time, not only for myself, but my husband had just accepted a full-time role. Um, and, uh, and so he was financially, you know, being able to support me a little bit more. So that really, really helped. I think, you know, I was, I was obviously in a very fortunate position because I totally understand that not everyone it, you know it's it's never the right time right place for everyone when they go for a career change like this um, and it was you know uh, um, almost two months and I could uh, I was already qualified uh, by by the end of uh, no mid-march uh, in 2015 and um, I actually took on a part-time job um, working in a it was in a specialist running shop. Um, so I thought, well, if I take up a part-time job, it it should, should be in fitness somewhere. Um, so actually that gave me some money on the side, at least, you know, whilst I was studying. And then as soon as I qualified, there was no wasting time. I went straight to work for a commercial gym. Um, because for me, that was the, the best starting point. I personally with regards to career changes, I just knew that I had to swallow my pride a little bit and start from the bottom. Um, And for me, the best way was to get a, a job in a gym Learn, learn the trade essentially, um, and learn from other people who had obviously been PTs for a longer time. Um, And I thought it was the best way, also, to build up my uh, client base.
0: Yeah, Um, what an amazing way! Well, one to keep yourself in a world where you're learning from others. Absolutely. When you start your own business, you you know you you can be a solo entrepreneur, the lovely term. Yeah. You know, solo entrepreneurs have, but if you're working completely solo. You only know what you know. So if you're immersing yourself in an environment where you can learn from those other people that have been doing it a while, or even might be fresh like you, and there's a high footfall of clients coming through every single day. So that seems like that was quite a, a, a good move for you to start with
1: it definitely was and um again it it helped because it was it was again back in slightly my comfort zone because i was getting a steady salary so for me um i was able to you know actually get some money um whereas if i had just started out on my own i was really starting from nothing and i just didn't feel confident yet in my skills um to just be able to go out and get clients okay yes I've I've had you know I've got a marketing degree and a, and a graphic design degree but at the same time I mean this is a whole new industry I'm working in um I can't just expect to just sort of you know come out of doing a PT course and have five clients waiting to, to mm. come and train with me mm. so and I think as uh, you know uh, it's all about practice as well
0: as you know get as much practice as many yeah. possible clients as possible yeah. to really refine your style as well and who you want to work with and who are your old ideal clients and what kind of things do you want to hone in on so I, I expect that that experience with the at the gym was helping you refine your offering. Absolutely.
1: And I discovered um, it was uh, f- through actually working at the gym. And I ended up working there almost two years, so a year and a half before I left to start, um, Safe fitness personal training. And um, for me, I became pre and postnatal qualified, I realized that that was a huge um, demographic to tap into. And it actually made me very well known in the gym, because I was one of just two personal trainers, who was pre and post uh, natal qualified. Um, so as you can imagine, I signed up many, many pregnant women, uh, post clients as well. So, um, I was very lucky on, on, on that side. So you had a niche even within the environment
0: mm-hmm. where there was lots of fitness uh, experts. Yep. And so, and so
1: then, you know, what were the other building blocks to getting you where you are now? Um, I think, uh, I think certainly when I decided to leave, and I had already planned, you know, year and a half maximum, and then I'm going out on my own. And, um, and that presents its own challenges, right? Because like I said earlier, in, <laughs> I never expected ever to work for myself. and It was just never, it was never a goal of mine. So, um, but of course, I had 10 years of, random marketing experience so essentially um I never had a problem in the gym selling myself and I would say to any new PT this is 80% a selling game um, you are selling yourself. And you are also when you decide to go out on your own as a PT, you are a walking brand. So with all my branding experience, mm-hmm. I essentially put it all together. And, um, and yeah, marketed my business, I started, uh, I worked with a friend of mine to build a brand, um, had brand guidelines, built my website, it's pretty much ready to go. And The other huge benefit um, of when I left the gym, I had obviously built up a good client base and the majority of the clients left with me. Um, So I wasn't starting from scratch. I actually had built a good uh, client base um, and they didn't want to be trained by anyone else. So they actually followed me. So I was I was very appreciative and, and very lucky to be in that position. It just shows how much, you know,
0: your relationships and your you know personal brand will carry for years. Um, people won't forget an experience that they've had with someone um, mm-hmm. that's helped, you know, benefited them. So um, so, so you went, so, so you left, you went out on your own, you launched yourself, you started off with some clients. And I know that, you know, you also work with Sweaty Betty, you were an ambassador for them.
1: Yeah so I mean it's been an amazing kind of last few years with uh, with, with my business now and um, in 2017 I was awarded the Sweaty Betty Ambassadorship for uh, the Chiswick store and um, I have continuously worked with them uh, running their boot camps, teaching classes for them, um, hosting uh, they have like wellness events called Wellness Wednesdays where you host events in the, in the shop and um, so I've done a lot of work with Sweaty Betty which is just been amazing at kind of you know it, it helps kind of um uh sort of promote your brands and raise awareness of, of your brands as well and and for me as a as a PT in this area of, of Chiswick and West London so um but there have been so many amazing um Opportunities as well, you know, along along the way, and, and you know, I have to say, you know, when you work in this industry, you work alongside so many incredible health and wellness professionals, fellow PTs, you know, who I've become so close with, um, fitness instructors. You get to work, you know, um, I've worked and and taught pilates i'm a pilates instructor as well so i've taught pilates in several wonderful london sort of studios and uh and you know and ultimately you know it's what the one of the best things about especially when you have your own business is your superstar clients and you know they they really make you know you feel so lucky to be able to do a job that you enjoy uh so yeah i feel very lucky and so would you say that they are your high five moments? Definitely. I'd say definitely the sweaty betty ambassadorship, um the opportunities that I've had working in this industry and without a shadow of a doubt the client transformations and I have, you know, Worked with clients who have had amazing weight loss success stories. Through to training clients for their first marathon, which is always amazing because I go then to the marathon to see them, and that is always just such a oh god, it's such an inspiring it's it's inspiring moment to watch your clients you know fulfill you know a dream of theirs right. Um, and then through to I've also you know worked more recently. Um, with a client who um, has stage four cancer. And you just think, you know what, If even if I can help each one of these clients just a little bit to help transform their lives for the better, or to remain pain free for the rest of their lives, then I have, I have done my job, you know, and um, it's just such a rewarding experience. Oh, so that's that's that that's
0: amazing to be able to see those transformations, and you know, and look at your transformation. It's, yeah, it's uh, it, you know, living that life of fitness, and it sounds like you you really enjoy doing what you do. So, what would you say your biggest
1: learnings have been? Biggest learnings, um, I think. Thinking back now, um, to believe in yourself more, Mm. and and to sort of give yourself credit as well. Like you know, I think (laughs) it's it's sometimes so hard. So you get caught up, you know, with the job and everything that you sometimes don't just step back and think. You know, I've done a really, I've really done a really good job here. Pat, you know, I should pat myself on the back a little bit more and uh, and give myself kudos, you know, to what I've achieved and. But I think for me, you know, that everything does work out in the end. You know, to that that self belief really goes a long way, um, and and just to give yourself more credit, um, mm. credit where credit is due, really. And so, what would the old you say to the new you? Um, <laughs> probably something like. I can't believe you did what you said you'd never do which is (laughs) (laughs) which is true I really I mean I often I remember even having that discussion I can't remember with it with who but I said no that's not me you know if I see myself at 45 no way am I going to be working for myself no I'll always work for the man and it just goes to show you absolutely never know what is round the corner in life. Um so I I should often I think let go a little bit and just and probably go with the flow a little bit more. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's such a good (laughs) I love that, you know. Yeah, just trusting, trusting
1: trusting the process, right? Yeah. And like, you know,
0: you're doing one of the things you thought you would never do. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. And and loving it, you know? So you've you've created something that you were resisting. But absolutely,
1: absolutely. Would you and say, it, did you, did
0: you, say you, you like your job?
1: I mean, I'm assuming. Oh God! You know. I mean, I I always believe you know follow your passion. You've you've got to do what you believe in and what your not necessarily what your purpose is because I do believe your purpose changes throughout your life. But um, I do believe that uh, actually, my husband uh, asked me once um, what aspect of your job you know makes time like disappear you know when you're just loving it so much that it just you know the time flies by mm. and uh, and for me it was uh it was always teaching coaching you know and I never realized that was a skill like a skill that I had but it is helping people helping whether it's in a coaching format or teaching um like like I did it in California but it's you know it's finding that sort of um that state where you're in your constant your real flow state you know where everything just gels everything gels
0: wonderful and you've built all of that into into your business and doing it all together and so I'm asking every guest this question what would you
1: say your pivot formula is so I think for me um when I sort of was thinking about what aspects or kind of I guess what dots connected right throughout which led me to the point that I'm in now and for me you know the branding aspect um was was huge still have a love for branding obviously my passion for fitness throughout my life and that started you know long before adulthood this was back in school and then the skill that I never realized I truly had was teaching Um, coaching essentially so for me it was the branding plus the fitness plus the teaching which was really I guess my my pivot point Um, so how I translate that into in terms of you know when people often ask me similar questions about how I ended up at this stage is really finding something what you know So your expertise, yeah, your specialist field, um, whether it's whatever, um, whatever you studied at university, for example, to finding what what your what your love is, what you love. For me, that was fitness. And then um, finding kind of almost like what you were born to do, but maybe you don't realize it until later on in your life. And for me, that was that was helping people teaching Teaching. um, and, and coaching. So, yeah. That was that. I guess is my pivot formula.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's like understanding what you know. You know your expertise. What's your expertise? Yeah. So yeah. What, what do you love? And you know what's your kind of superpower? That and, yeah. And tuning into that because it sounds like it took a while for you to tune into that and notice. Ah, oh, time disappears when I do that, mm-hmm. and. I'm actually quite good at it and I get good results. And so combining it all together has created safe fitness. And so what's next for you and where can we find you?
1: Um, so I have, so I make it a mission, as I mentioned earlier, I'm always an eternal, an eternal student. So every year I make it my mission to study a new qualification. And this year I am putting all my efforts into studying for my level four nutrition diploma. So that is my, um, my aim for this year. Um, and uh, so yeah, so uh, it will be a lot more that I can then offer my clients, which is, which is great, because I always am all about approaching your health and fitness in a more holistic way mm. um so so that's exciting for this year and in terms of where to find me um I'm across uh, all the social um channels so uh your whether ins- that's on- your instagram sorry to interrupt you
0: Instagram's really brilliant you you do lots of oh. videos and it always makes me want to get off the sofa and stand up a bit
1: straight yay yeah I just want to make everyone more mobile um whether you're sat at the desk or you know whether you go to the gym regularly I just want everyone to just have a have a mobile and pain-free body so um so yes on Instagram it's at sayfitnesspt and the same um handle um on Facebook and I'm also on uh YouTube as well so Um, you can expect some more videos on youtube soon as i'm currently recording some new workouts so oh exciting (laughs) well
0: i'll put all the links um in the show notes so everyone can access those um yasmin it's been so brilliant to catch up to hear your story and thank you for sharing such amazing insights there's lots of um helpful information and inspiration um for people in this session so
1: thank you Thank you, Liz. It was lovely to chat to you, and thank you for having me on.
0: You've been listening to the Slick Pivot Sessions with me, Liz Ward, the podcast for life's achievers and believers. I hope you've enjoyed listening as much as I've enjoyed talking. Please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple or Google or wherever you get your podcasts this helps us to grow and continue to bring you amazing guests. The show notes have all the links and references from today's session. And for one-to-one coaching or to find out about my Pivot Power programs, log on to slickpivot.com. Until our next session together, stay nimble and remember, no pivot is ever slick.